Welcome to the Money Making Women podcast with me, Ray Dodd. I'm a money and business coach who believes that you are absolutely capable of earning life-changing amounts of money. I also believe that doing so is not as straightforward as the internet makes out. If you're looking for a conversation that goes beyond pure manifestation and hustle and into the nuance and intersections of what it means to be a money-making woman, then this is the space for you. Welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, Money Making Women. Um, Today's episode is all about selling. I'll be honest, I don't know what the title is yet. This is one of the banes of my life, trying to figure out the titles (laughs) for my podcast. This is a total unplanned aside, but I hate hate naming things anyone any of my clients will be like right really we've heard this a gazillion literally there is no is there such a thing as gazillion there is actually isn't there anyway we've heard this loads of times I really hate it and I don't know how I picked a job where I have to name like I have to name a podcast every week poor Ray so anyway I don't know the exact title of it this episode but it's going to be something about three reasons you're not selling or something like that something probably quite dull because I can't figure this shit out but anyway I wanted to do an episode that was not just one that got you thinking because I think a lot of my work is quite like I'm connecting things and I'm, I'm getting you to like think about things that maybe you've not connected together before um I think you know increasingly people are aware that the, one of the reasons they're not making money is because of the patriarchy particularly for women or those socialized as female depending how you identify that that we're aware that that socialization is leading us to where we are. But part of what I like to do is just connect those things for you. And there will be some of that in here, absolutely. But I also wanted to give you some practical stuff because honestly, my hope is that you'll end this episode and potentially you will sell more, which would, wouldn't that be so bloody exciting? So when I first started looking at this money stuff, when I first was moving in my coaching from, I, at first I really um, was talking to mums specifically, mums who were like juggling childcare. Oh God, I know there's so many of you, I'm recording this in lockdown number 575. Imagine if I was, and this is like from the future. <laughs> no, don't, don't think, nobody think about that. That's a terrible, terrible thought. I am obviously recording this during the third lockdown. And I know that so many of you are juggling that kind of childcare, um, I mean, with home editing and working way more than when I was, that was, you know, the coaching I was focusing on. I started focusing there and then I, I kind of went, I didn't want to just serve mums. I had lots of people who weren't mums coming to me being like, can I work with you? And I was like, of course you can. And then it started to just seem a bit like reductive in what I was doing and that what I was talking about wasn't just about mums. So to, to act like it was, wasn't true. So I moved into a more kind of feminism, feminist space. And then increasingly, I just wanted to talk about money. Like whenever you're um, figuring out your um, niche, if you're a service provider, if you find something that you cannot stop banging on about, pursue that thing because that's gold. Like it's really easy to run out of stuff to say on a subject and some of you might be listening to this going oh my god actually yeah I've run out of the thing to say on what I supposedly talk about like that's that's you know useful information and it wasn't like you know I was I was sort of carrying on and feeling like um you know I was stringing people along or anything I, I still care passionately and it was at the time I was talking about people taking up space I still care I still talk about that but I can talk about it in a different way when I'm talking about money as well. It's just a subject that I adore talking about. 
when I first started focusing my content and stuff around money, one of the first questions I asked myself was, why aren't people making more money? Why aren't women specifically making more money? Like, what, what is it? And obviously, you know, from hopefully if you've listened, if this is your first episode, you might not know this. If you listen to more episodes or you follow me on Instagram or you're in my Facebook group, you will know that I believe that this stuff is layered and nuanced and there's never just one reason we're not making money and I think that at the core of this stuff the reasons we're not making money are to do with society the way we're socialized the way we're raised with culture with with the media with with even what our ancestors went through like there's there's increasing research around how that actually goes into our DNA like the way that um our relatives and our ancestors would have experienced stress and all sorts of things like this is not you know it's a not a, like this is the one reason no matter how much we want to believe that because wouldn't that be easy and no matter how much people try and sell you that because that's easier for them too that's not the case however I do think there's a real practical reason that a lot of us aren't making more money and I really wanted to talk about that and that reason is that many of us are not comfortable selling. We find it cringy, embarrassing. We just don't know how to do it. It feels complicated. And while that is a practical, definitely, and seemingly simple thing on the surface, below it, even the tiniest bit below it, it's anything but simple. How many of you have thought about selling something, launching something, even just mentioning something on your Instagram, in your Facebook, in an email, only to find yourself all tangled up in all the possibilities and practicalities and obviously all the feelings? We'll think things like, and I've written down a few things that that we are likely to, uh, that are likely to come up for us. What if it doesn't sell? How do I even go about it? Like, what what words do I use? Am I doing a video? Am I writing a post? Should it be a reel? Bloody reels. What if I price it wrong? What if it's too expensive for people? Or what if it's too cheap? What if no one buys it? What will that mean? Will people know? Will it be embarrassing? What if I annoy everyone? What if they all think I'm an idiot for even thinking I could do this thing? There are so many feelings, so many feelings. And it's a lot, right? A whole lot. Just to suggest that you should just get on with it and sell when it's so noisy in our heads around this stuff is just not fair. It's not only just not fair, it's often not, it's not that simple. It's not that possible. And it can feel pretty life or death, this selling stuff. How many of you have felt your heart pounding when you go to sell something? How many of you have been also speaking to the service providers for a minute? How many of you have been on a call with somebody? Some of you will do calls where you're chatting through your offering with someone and it comes to the end and you need to say your price. And that's kind of feels like the most selling-y part of it. And you say the price and you look down and you you cannot maintain eye contact or you start to feel a bit sick even, or maybe even in the moment you drop the price. And then for those of you that offer products, how many of you have put something 
out and maybe a you drop the price as well just before you put it on your feed or on your website or maybe you just put it out there and you just feel gross you just feel like oh this is horrible it's so vulnerable you're swimming in this kind of shamey feeling but sure yeah just get on with it just push through right it doesn't work like that it doesn't for so many of us and what it actually ends up happening obviously some of us can push through and we're fine cool knock yourself out great you're probably not listening to this podcast though <laughs> because the title whatever I decide to call it will probably would be like oh no I'm fine with selling I don't need to listen to that but for those of you that are listening you know that it's not so easy as someone saying just sell it just do it because you've tried that and it doesn't work or it's not working for you So I absolutely, of course I do, believe that there is far more going on here than most of the online business gurus are telling us. Let's think briefly about how women are sold to daily and have been historically. Historically, almost all advertising has focused on what is supposedly wrong with us and what this magical product, whatever that product is, can do to fix it. So for example, It might suggest that we are too much. We are too fat is a good example of that. So therefore buy this low calorie thing or these horrifically uncomfortable pants that are going to move your, just spread your stomach in the weirdest of ways. Or these high heels that will make you look more socially acceptable. Buy this magazine that will tell you how to sit so that you look slim. I hope to God those don't still exist. I know that the actual magazines that I used to get when I was a teenager, pretty sure they've all gone kaput, but certainly when I was a teenager (laughs) in the 90s, is anyone else starting to realise how long ago that was now? It's really quite, it's really quite a lot to realise how, like, not that I'm not old, I'm not 40, and there's nothing wrong with being old, but it's just a lot to realise that you're you're kind of your parents' age when you were a teenager. (sighs) I had young parents. Anyway... (laughs) so easily distracted so yeah I hope those magazines are no longer peddling that nonsense to teenage girls I really do and the other thing that advertising will say is that you're not enough that your hair needs more volume and so buy this spray that actually will do fuck all to actually give you bigger hair but it will make your head itch or buy these pants like you're too skinny you're not curvy enough so buy these pants with bum pads in (laughs) that make it feel I've never actually owned those I would admit it if I had, because it would be brilliant if I had. I've got ample bum. But I do wonder how they feel when you sit down. Or buy this contouring slash like face erasing foundation so that no one will even recognise you when you're not wearing makeup. You know, because you're not enough the way you look. You need more. And then my personal favourite, not happy enough, buy everything. (laughs) Buy all of it, whatever you can find. So much of the work we do in allowing ourselves to take up more space is in unraveling the stories that have actually been perpetuated in part by the world of advertising, that it is via what has been sold to us. Um, That's by no means the whole story. It is a symptom of systemic issues in our society, but it's absolutely part of it for sure. And that's before I even get into the pressure tactics that can be used. And we see they are rife in the online world and other forms of manipulation as well, where they're using these um, certain ways of just like certain questions, like 
advertise like I've seen these courses where they know that if they use a certain word you're more likely to buy from them and there are online courses that will teach you that and so it's not surprising we opt out of selling knowing that we have previously been harmed by it and then equally we're concerned with irritating people and pressuring people or making them feel even a bit of what we felt on the end of being sold to. An example I often use is when people knock on your door and they're selling and you feel really like, I didn't ask you to be here. What's going on? You know, somebody like selling Sky TV in, in town or somebody selling double glazing, things like that, where you're a bit like, and, and we associate that with selling as well. That kind of like, why are you here? I didn't, I didn't invite you here. But that's not the selling that we do online. You know, people opt to follow us. They can also choose to unfollow us. And I'll get onto that more in a minute. So this might be something that you've never consciously thought about. You've never thought, well, I don't want to harm people with my selling, except you feel really icky about it. And like you're really going to bother people and maybe even upset them. All of our previous experience of this stuff will happily fester in our subconscious. And our brains are utterly brilliant at keeping us safe by avoiding these perceived risks that this selling stuff presents us with. By selling, we risk being seen, not being seen. So either you're going to put the stuff out there and people will see it and, and oh my God, what will they think? But also, isn't there a fear often for many of us of it being ignored? Like what if there's tumbleweed? What if nobody looks at it? What if I don't even get a like on the post? failing it doesn't work shame in so many different iterations that could be around it not working it could be around the product or service itself it could be about not selling enough of them maybe you sell a few but how will it look I hear this a lot from people who are doing e-courses and coaching programs and they're, they're offering maybe a Facebook group with it well, what if there's only three people in the Facebook group what will I do then people will know getting it just plain wrong like what if I use the wrong words what if I do it wrong and it has to be public I'm and, and I haven't put this in here but also we're asking for something which is so vulnerable you know women often haven't been brought up to ask for help in that way and selling can feel a bit like asking for help like shouldn't I just be all right without this shouldn't I just be able to sell it but somehow not have to ask for that sale and of course being judged like, will I be judged on the price, the product itself, um, how I do it, the, what it looks like, what I look like while I do it, all sorts of bits. And these are not small potatoes. Is that even, a, I don't know if that's a phrase, but we'll just go with it. These are not small potatoes. <laughs> so while I can't pretend that this podcast will be your one-stop shop to fixing all your selling woes, we're works in progress, right? We can take the time we need to unravel the deeper stuff whilst we practice our selling. So here are my top three tips and they're practical-ish um, tips on why you are not currently selling as much as you would like to. Catchy titles, right? Catchy titles. This is like number one. If you take nothing else away from today, take this away from it. You're not mentioning it enough or at all. The amount of time someone says to me, I mentioned it once, 
or they go, oh, it hasn't sold. I launched it today. It hasn't sold. It hasn't sold. And I say, how much have you mentioned it once in stories? You know, I did a while ago. I did actually, I'm going to be going to be doing this masterclass uh, on Monday the 8th. This episode should go out on Wednesday the, I'm just looking at my calendar, Wednesday the 3rd of, of no, no. Yes, Wednesday the 3rd of February. And on Monday the 8th at 8 o'clock, I'm going to be doing a workshop called um, Three Seriously Simple Ways to Start Selling <laughs> what, what something something right now I'm such a good I'm such a good salesperson it's brilliant that I teach on this <laughs> um, so what I was doing that workshop once and I adore that workshop I just really love doing it and normally you know people buy my selling course off the back of that and I remember once doing it and and you get a vibe on those kind of workshops where because I do them and there's people in the comments and in you know you normally just see me on a big zoom screen and um, people are commenting and you can get, it's amazing how much energy can be transferred in that sort of space. And so I could really feel like if this is going well and yet no one bought. And then I got off, off the webinar and or the workshop and, and no one bought that night. And I started to feel a bit like, oh, I thought that went well. Like I thought that went, and, and you know, we always have this story, it'll sell out immediately, won't it? Like, and, and honestly, that's never happened to me. Um, and so I went um, the next day, I sent an email and I think I sold like three or three to five off the back of that email, but no one bought until I sent the follow up. And then I would be sending daily follow up emails to those people. We need to mention it regularly. And I get it. You're scared of bothering people. You're scared of pressuring people. You're worried about taking up space. And like I said, you've been socialized, you've been brought up to feel that way. It is not your fault. However, it's also not true that that will be what's happening. Think about somebody whose work you love and, and a product that you, that you want. When they remind you, like, has anyone been in that situation where you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll buy that thing. And then you forget. Maybe you go on the website, it could be a product or a service. You go on the website, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And you forget. And then they send you an email and you're like, yeah, oh, thank goodness they sent me that email. I'd have forgotten. And some people, you have the three types of buyers. You have the most people fall into two camps and you, you get a few in the middle. You have the people who buy straight away. And then you have the people who will buy last minute. And you get a few in the middle, but most people fit into two, those two camps. And so those ones right at the end, they need you to remind them. They're like your kid who's going to forget their homework if you don't tell them. Like, here it is. Remember your stuff. The second reason, and this is super practical in lots of ways, is so the second reason that you're not selling as much as you would like to is that you are telling them the nuts and bolts of it. And no one cares. I'm really sorry if that sounds harsh. But no one cares about the nuts and bolts of your uh, courses. They want to know about how they're going to feel. They want to know what the experience will be like. And I'm not saying that you don't include anything around that stuff. But I so often see the only selling people do on their Instagram grids or in their stories being this like rundown of everything that happens in a course. And actually, this is my, I'm speaking more to service providers here because I I don't think product people do it as much because they realize that it wouldn't be so interesting. 
and so if a product person was to do it they'd be going like here's this pen and look at this bit of it and look the nibs like this and, and actually in a product that that probably is a little bit more relevant because you want to know what it's like especially online and like I said do include what's going to happen but that shouldn't be the main focus of your selling it's a bit like if I often talk about selling as being an invitation so here's this thing I've got you're really welcome to be involved in it rather than a like let me pressure you into doing it I need to take your money and I, I like to use this example of when you're inviting people to a dinner party so you meet up with somebody you know and you're socially distanced you bump into each other in the park and they can't actually I was like this whole metaphor doesn't work in a COVID world so let's say pre-COVID post-COVID let's go there you meet up you haven't seen each other for ages finally we can all be actually in the same vicinity together and you're like you, you're chatting and you're catching up and you're having a lovely time and you say to that person do you say hey I'd love to invite you over for dinner for a starter we're going to have this I'll, when you come in I'll grab your coat and I'll put it on the hook and then you'll sit down and I'll give you some wine there'll be some nibbles and then we're going to go into the dining room and we'll give you a starter and a main course Starter will be this, main course will be this, there'll be this kind of drink around, and then we'll move on to dessert. Would you like to do that? No. You, you, what you are more likely to say is, hey, I'm having such a lovely time chatting to you. Would you love to, like to come over to dinner? I might cook us, and I don't know, I'm thinking about this, lobster. Why am I thinking about lobster? I've eaten lobster about four times in my, my whole life. But, so you might mention a bit of what it will be like, but you don't spend the whole time in your invitation focusing on the nuts and bolts of what that's going to be like for them to be there and so when it comes to selling it's a similar thing it's a similar thing yes I mentioned a bit of it but really you're what you want to say is come over we'll have a really relaxed chat we'll have some wine I'll put a record on and we can really catch up because I've really missed hanging out with you while all of this nonsense has been going on in the world so instead you say how it will feel a chilled out intimate get together, for example. You say, I'd love to see you there. It feels generous. You're inviting them. You don't say, if you don't come, you'll probably have a terrible life. Do you? Which I know is how some people do sell. Not, and that's not what I am in any way ever going to recommend. Selling is an invitation. And finally, I mean, this is not the last reason. There are lots of reasons. And if you come along to my workshop uh, on Monday, the 8th, you'll hear some more. But finally, you're seeing anything but 100% yes, an immediate 100% yes, as a rejection of who you are. We have to trust our clients and customers. It may not be the right time for somebody. That has nothing to do with your offering or the price. That's that's just where they're at. It might be that somebody feels that they don't have enough money for what you're offering. Again, that has nothing to do with what you're offering. That's about them. One of the biggest mistakes people make is making a lack of sales completely personal, all about them event. And actually, when we do that, we miss lots of useful business information, practical information circle all the way back to the first one did you actually mention it enough did you communicate the feelings behind it or did you focus on the nuts and bolts did was it clear what you were offering is this an offering people want could you adapt it slightly there's loads to look at 
But when we make it about us and the bits of us that feel vulnerable and really, if we're honest, need healing, we miss so much out of the practical bits. Maybe we do need to do like a course on something to figure that out or, you know, we need to Google it or YouTube it. It doesn't mean that you are a terrible person who can't make this work. And all the time you go down that road, you miss what actually matters. What actually, not that that doesn't matter, that matters hugely, but it is not why you're not selling. So I hope that's been helpful. Like I said, I would love for you to join me at, at my workshop where I'll go into more detail on this stuff. And if you have, are enjoying this podcast and I'm getting loads of messages that you are, and I love that, please do consider leaving a review, particularly I think on Apple. I don't know what they call it now, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called, um, because that's really helpful in terms of getting more people to hear what we're chatting about here. I've got some amazing guests coming up for you and a very exciting plan for next week, which I'm not going to say in case it doesn't happen and then we're all like, oh, Ray said that was happening and it didn't. But I'm excited about the topic for next time as well. It'll either be a guest if I haven't pulled my finger out or it will be this topic that I'm really excited to chat about. So yeah, do send me a DM, share the podcast on Instagram if you're enjoying it, and I will see you all very soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Making Women. Please do go and leave us a review. They have a huge impact on getting podcasts like mine heard. I also wanted to let you know where you can find me. So if you want to find more of what I do, you can find me in my Facebook group, Money Making Women. Or you can find me on Instagram, I'm Ray underscore Dodd. I really want to say a special thank you to Emily Crosby, who edits these for me. And I will see you for our next episode.